Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. into the the message uh, this morning and wanted to end this series uh, with the love of breakthrough and I'm saying this Advent series and we went through hope and peace and joy now today is love. It'd be a simple format for you to to follow and I believe the Lord is in this. Let's go ahead and say the declaration of the word. Are you ready? I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God, you're so good. How many enjoyed those Christmas songs this morning? Amen. And uh, I love that second one, Prepare Him Room. And uh, we're making room for Him today. I want to let you know, my wife and I did not uh, collaborate together on uh, the message and her devotion. Um, I, I didn't let her know what I was preaching, but uh, well, I'm going to start in John 3.16 also uh, this morning, which is perfectly fine. It's confirmation. Everybody say amen for confirmation. But I want you to hear these three points today uh, that we're going to have. Through love, there is a breakthrough for, and the first one I want you to hear is that through love, there's a breakthrough for citizenship. Someone say that with me. Through love, there is a breakthrough for citizenship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He says, I want you to be a citizen of heaven. I want you to be there with me. And so God is saying, I love you, the Father. I love you so much to this world that I'm going to let there be a breakthrough because of my love. There's going to be a breakthrough for the human race to to when when this life is over, or uh, as we know that his second return, when this is over, there's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be there's a breakthrough when Jesus ascended or descended from heaven to earth to be the that precious baby born of a virgin Mary that might be our precious lamb that was going to be the sacrifice for us because God wanted us to be citizens of heaven. He wanted to, us to be there. And there's going to be another breakthrough. How many is ready for the breakthrough of the rapture? Amen. When we break through this atmosphere and ascend into heaven, whether it's by rapture or whether by death, there's a breakthrough because of the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. He's redeemed us. He loves us so much. Because of his love, we can be citizens of heaven for eternity. No application needs to be filled out. No waiting in line to be approved. Once we give our heart to Jesus Christ, we are citizens of heaven. Right now, our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, we're just sojourners here on this earth, and we are reminded of the presence of heaven and the promise of heaven in seasons like this when, 
we see the lights of Christmas and we hear the name of Jesus being spoken more than throughout the rest of the year, even though we're saying his name all the time, the world is recognizing the birth of Christ. Uh, they put stars out and, and so you ever drove around at night and seen some of the great lights and some of them have some of the huge stars uh, on a barn or something like that to remind us what happened on that Christmas morning, that morning that Jesus was born. There was a breakthrough for, of love, and it gave us citizenship in heaven. The next one I want you to look at, I want to move into Galatians chapter 3. And through love, there's a breakthrough for kinship. For kinship. We are sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. We are part of the family of God. We're brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We have a kinship with one another. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says this, for you, are, you, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We have put on Christ in our life. Yeah. We're wearing the robe of Christ. Yeah. What, what does that mean? I, I'm covered by his blood. He, and I'm representing the kingdom, but I'm covered by him. I have peace. Because of him. I, I go out with confidence. In this winter season that, that we have, that we're approaching, this is an odd day for Christmas Eve being 50 degrees out, you know, and I didn't have to get my overcoat out today. But living up here, there are times you need a nice warm coat. And you know a jacket's not going to suffice, right? And so you look at the jacket, you look at the coat, and you look at the weather, and you're like, I need the coat. And when you grab the coat, you walk out with confidence that you're going to be warmer than if you walked out with the jacket, right? Well, Jesus Christ is with you no matter where you go, and you can walk with confidence that I am His, you are His, and that we have a purpose in this life, but we have a promise after this life. And there is a kinship with other believers. We're brothers and sisters in Christ for eternity. That's why I've said in other times I think about it, eternity, that our relationships here are not temporal, but they are eternal. When we give our heart to Jesus Christ, we are forever brothers and sisters. When we call on the name of Jesus, the, the, uh, no matter how you were brought up, no matter what side of the tracks you were born, out, born on and what town you were born in and what family you belong to, when you give your heart to Jesus, you belong to the family of God. We believe and we are comforted and we are strengthened by that promise. He holds us all together. And that we all have a, a same destination in heaven above. Amen? And it's not separate places. It's not separate departments in heaven and regions in heaven. We are going to be there together. And we're going to do something we did this morning. When we get there, we're going to sing and we're going to shout. and We're going to dance and we're going to, we're going to have a celebration because we made it to heaven. I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I hope our anticipation... For heaven is greater than your anticipation for the gifts you're going to open tomorrow morning. I know some of you are anxious. My wife is still anxious. She's anxious for my daughters. I bought them a gift. And she's like, what did you buy them? I can't tell you. It's a surprise. And she's anxious for that. But I know this, that our anxiousness needs to be for heaven more than anything else. I can't wait. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Isn't that what John said? Lord, we're looking for your return. This is what Galatians tells us about this kinship. 
There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, we are one together. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter your gender, male or female. It doesn't matter if you're employed or unemployed. It doesn't matter if you're free, if you're the boss, or if you're the one who works for somebody else. What Jesus is saying, when you call on the name of Christ, what Paul says here is that we are together as one in Christ Jesus. There's a kinship. And he says, and if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We have a promise given to us. Hold on to that, that promise. I tie these things into Christmas, and, and I imagine if we surveyed around the room, most of you probably have some presents under the tree. And the intention is that somebody's going to unwrap those presents. It'd be a cruel joke to say, no, that's just an empty box. It's just for decoration. Nobody gets anything, but it looks good, doesn't it? But that's not what we do. We fill the boxes. We buy the presents. And there's an anticipation on the promise there's something inside for me. There's something inside for you. And you're looking forward to that day to unwrap it. I want to let you know we have this promise from Jesus Christ. He doesn't have an empty box laying underneath a tree. But there's an empty grave because Jesus Christ rose from that. And because of that, we have faith in him that we're going to be in heaven with him. Amen? I didn't know I could preach this good on a Christmas Eve morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Sitting on a stool even. Praise the Lord. We are his. We have a promise. There's kinship. Then I want you to give this one in Galatians chapter 4. Through love, there is a breakthrough for his heirship. We're heirs for him. There's an airship with him. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as son. There's an airship. We're adopted as his very own. Continue on, verse 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We can call him our Abba, Father, our closest Father, our one that we know that he loves us. That's a, a term of endearment. We can have, isn't this amazing? And you hear me, I know I'm a broken record. I say some of the same things because it just boils up within me. But I am overwhelmed to know that I can speak to the creator of the universe. Not because of me, because of him. He allows us to call on his name. Not because of anything that we do, but because of his great love and mercy. But it's still overwhelming that the creator still wants me to speak to him. To call on him. And not just be so formal with him. We do that in reverence. But he also lets me know that I have a personal relationship with him. And I can call him Abba, Father. On the morning prayer call, there's some pastors that get together and other ministers. And it's open for anyone in the, in the mornings. It's not just for the ministers of the state. But there's one particular minister um, that he's developed this in his prayer. And, and he says, Papa. <laughs> It's personal for him. He says, Papa, 
This is that term of endearment. He's our heavenly father. Because of that, we have airship. Verse 7, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. An heir. Meaning that we have confidence he'll take care of all our needs. Because a father doesn't let a son go without if they're a true heir. They're the prodigal when he came home who wanted just to come and be a servant. His father says, no, you're not just going to be a servant. You're no longer, you're not going to be a slave like you were when you went away. You're my son. Even though I gave you your inheritance before, I haven't written you out. I still have a blessing for you. I'm still going to let you live in my home. I'm going to put a robe on you. I'm going to put a ring on your finger. I'm going to accept you because you came back home. And that's what Christ has done for us. And not that we come in. I know we're, we're like, Lord, I'm not worthy. You're not worthy. But he is, his worthiness is on you because he's forgiven you of your sins, cleansed you from all unrighteousness. And because of that, we can have confidence that he loves us and has good things for our lives. He has plans for our lives, purposes for our lives, and provision for our lives. We can count on Him for this. He wants us to call on Him. As we talked about last week in the Lord's Prayer, He wants us to ask for our provisions, not as beggars, but as ones who said, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Because of this confidence, we know that we are heirs because of the breakthrough, the breakthrough in our life that we were once orphans, but now we are His and we're citizens of heaven. Amen? So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week, read Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. And also read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. And when you can, find time to pray this. Lord, through your love and gift of salvation, you empower an internal relationship with those who call on your name to be saved. There is a love of breakthrough that gives me, my family, and my church the gift of citizenship, kinship, and airship. I'll read that again. I know some of you are filling in these blanks. Lord, through your love and gift of salvation, you empower an eternal relationship with those who call on your name to be saved. There is a love of breakthrough that gives me, my family, and my church the gift of citizenship kinship, and heirship. Let's look at a few of these verses. And again, my wife and I did not come together and say, hey, let's, let's share the same thing, but her heart went to Romans chapter 8. Mine did too. Confirmation. Everybody say amen. Confirmation. So let's do the Bible as we're waiting for his second coming. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. This whole passage is going to tell us how to live in these days, in this journey. 
as we're walking with Jesus Christ. If we are heirs, we have a responsibility to live up to the responsibility of being His. How many wants to take that on to your fullness? So just think about it in the natural realm. We used to say if someone gave a million dollars, but a million dollars is not as much as it used to be, but I still accept it. (laughs) But if somebody said, you know, you're an heir of mine, and you're going to receive at my death a million dollars, but here's a condition. You have to represent my name very well through your whole life until I die. You know that's coming. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to represent. You don't want to take a chance to miss out. Now here's the thing with us as as servants of Christ. We are heirs. We need to represent him because of what he's done for us. And he's told us that in his word. We are ambassadors. All these different things he tells us that we're a light that's set on a hill. All these things saying that you're representing me. Do it the best that you can. Not for your namesake, for his namesake. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of the king. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That means something. It should give us confidence. It should give us a a humble pride, if I can say that. I'm, I'm proud to be a citizen of heaven, right? I'm proud to be his. Not in an arrogant way, in a humble way. But I'm so, I'm so confident that I'm not going to hell. I'm celebrating that. Anybody else excited that you're, the gift is heaven, not hell? I'm celebrating. And I have to have confidence. That humbles me to know that he died for us. That he shed his blood for us. But we are his. So therefore, brethren, we're, we are debtors. Not to the flesh. Don't live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of this body, you will live. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I want to be led by His Spirit. I don't want anything in my life, that any junk in my life, that's going to uh, taint my hearing, the Spirit speaking to me. Go there, do this. Speak to them, love on them. How many knows the Spirit wants to lead us as His ambassadors to be witnesses? Acts 1-8, right? right? To be His witnesses. So, if we're led by the Spirit, we're sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, that we are children of God. You don't have to have someone telling you something's different in your life when you gave your heart to Jesus. You begin to sense it. The Spirit is reminding you. Every day, let the Spirit remind you that you are His. You're a son and a daughter of God, and He has a plan for you. Let the Spirit of God lead you. Let the Spirit of God empower you to overcome this flesh. So we can be pleasing to him and have the confidence we are his children. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. 
In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Take confidence in this today. God, you're so good. My wife and I want to serve you this morning this gift of communion to remember what Christ has done for us. That he was born of the Virgin Mary, but he didn't stay a child. He grew. He was about his father's business, which led him to the cross to die for our sins, to be the ultimate sacrifice, shedding his blood to cover our sins. But he didn't remain dead, but he rose again on that third day, conquering death, sealing our salvation. Then he ascended to heaven, making intercession right now. He sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and me in those times that we're discouraged. He's interceding that our heads will be lifted up and that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. In those seasons when we're grieving, he gives us peace and comfort. In those seasons when we may doubt, he wants to replace that doubt with faith. And he reminds us that even the size of faith of a grain of a mustard seed will move mountains. He wants to take those times of questioning and when you're looking for direction and you're wondering what the next thing is, he says, I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Those times you feel like the burdens are heavy. He wants to remind us that we can cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. This is the God that we serve. This is what we remember when we take communion, that his blood and his body was broken and he bled for us, that we could have a right relationship with him, that we could have confidence with him, and that we can know the true reason of why we celebrate Christmas is to celebrate the birth of our salvation. Amen.
If you're able to stand, let's stand for this as you're preparing your elements. I'm going to ask my wife to join me right here. Remember this. I want you to declare there's healing in, in this. There's physical healing, not, be, not because of this. There's nothing, you know what I'm saying, but remembering what Christ did. I'm remembering he died his body was broken for my healing. If you need a healing touch this morning, don't ever give up believing that the Lord is able. I'm trusting Him today to keep me healthy. As an ambassador of Christ, I want to be healthy so I can do the work for the kingdom of God. And I look around, the Lord has moved on some of your life. There's many here that have a, a testimony of his, of his healing power, amen? And there's some that are going through some things right now. But take confidence. God is your healer. Jesus is your healer. And he's able. He's bringing you through. No matter what the doctor's report is, we believe the report of the Lord. We know that he is able. There's emotional healing. Some go through hard times. And God is the God of peace. He wants us to do all this to remember him. First, his body was broken for us. He says, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Will you break it? as you have your cup prepared for this juice representing the blood of Jesus Christ our atonement our redemption our sanctification aren't you glad that not only does he call us to be holy people but he empowers us to do that he never asks us anything to do that we're not able to do through his strength Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes, yes, yes. Then he also says, there's no temptation that's common to man. And he says, but I'm going to make a way for you to escape. That's why we testify of his blood. He sanctifies us. He empowers us. He enables us to be a light for him. You've heard it said, you are what you eat, Right? We're eating and drinking of his blood, representing his body, and we are his. And I want to represent him wherever I go. So I take this, I remember what he did, transforming my life, sanctifying me, redeeming me, so I could be with him and represent him until I get there. Are you ready to receive this cup? Will you take it? Glory to your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and worship him. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be your name. 
Amen. Anybody remembering when you got saved, what a glorious day that was? Amen. Our praise, I think we should probably sing that song. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Are you ready to worship one more time before we leave this morning? Oh, man. 
Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Take some time, fellowship. God is good. Mm-hmm. 